Hello, I'm Coach Pav and you're listening to Pavcast and today I'm going to be discussing the importance of goal setting for cycling training. Why bother getting on the bike? What reason do you have for training? What is your why? These are three powerful questions should be the driving force behind your goal setting. If you're not asking yourself these questions when goal setting, you're probably not focused enough on what you want to achieve. Thankfully, a big part of being a coach is helping my clients accurately and effectively setting goals. So today, I'm going to be discussing goal setting for cycling, including long-term goals, dreaming big but keeping it real, short-term goals, process goals, and five ways to stay goal-focused. Goal setting for cycling. If you've ever trained hard for anything, you will know that it's not always smooth sailing towards your goal. Perhaps you've set a goal that you thought you wanted to achieve, but later realized the end result wasn't worth the effort to get there. The juice wasn't worth the squeeze. There's a couple of factors to consider here. The first is how much you can actually commit to achieving your goals. This is something I'm passionate about, as typically, most athletes I start to work with overcommit themselves to their goals it's okay not to be 100% committed. In reality, it's like trying to reach perfection. You just simply can't get there. The problem, when you don't, is that people tend to feel so badly about not being able to commit to the training that they quit entirely, rather than taking a more realistic look at what they can achieve. The second factor to consider is motivation. It's highly unusual that I work long-term with an athlete who doesn't set solid goals. If their goal is simply to ride their bike faster, to be more powerful, or to beat their friends... Often we work together for a short time before the motivation drops and they quit. Setting several different goals is one of the first steps towards building a strong mentality towards training. Continually re-evaluate your goals too, set new goals before you've achieved your current ones and keep striving for the next step in your cycling training. Long-term goals. Having long-term goals is going to be crucial to directing your cycling training correctly. Lots of new cyclists set short-term goals based on their limited experience in the sport, only to change them when they've been introduced to something else. While fine, if you want to see considerable gains in performance over a longer period of time, having a longer-term plan is worthwhile. A five- or even eight-year plan is common when I'm planning goals with my clients. Ask yourself right now, what would you like to achieve in cycling within five to eight years? It's okay if you have no idea. My suggestion here is to get a whiteboard and start brainstorming some ideas. Once you've got some, start researching each until you find some that really spark your interest. If you're feeling excited and, perhaps, a little nervous, you're probably on the right path. What is important is setting goals correctly. There's a few systems, but I like the old school SMART system. In this context, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant and Time-Bound. For example, your goal might be to ride from Land's End to John O'Groats, La Jog, within five years. This is smart because it's a specific route, measurable by having a target which is either completed or not, attainable because it is likely that it could be completed with training, relevant to the rider and time-bound by having a time frame by which to achieve it. Dreaming big, but keeping it real. I do like to encourage some dreaming with my clients, albeit I don't encourage something ridiculous and do stress that it's something that we can work towards without expectations of actually achieving it. The expectation here is important. Don't place unnecessary stress by trying to achieve the unachievable. I've had athletes in their late 30s 
who have barely ridden a bike in their life, tell me that they want to be the next big track cycling superstar. It's okay to want to be the next track cycling superstar, but as soon as you expect yourself to be, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. When I mentioned it, you may have thought that you're not thinking that far ahead in terms of a five or eight year plan. That's okay as well. Some of the funniest responses I've had from clients when I've asked about their eight year plan include being alive. While goal setting is crucial to building that solid training mentality, it shouldn't be something you're not looking forward to doing. However, by accurately setting and then resetting your goals, you will find long-term mental strength and greater desire to stick to your plan. In my book, The Guide to Truly Effective Cycling, I stress that I believe around 50% of your performance improvements will come from your mentality. With goal setting being a foundation, it makes a lot of sense to put some time in it to get it done. Short-term goals. Short-term would fall within the next year. In cycling terms, we would call this a macro cycle and would start at the end of your break following your previous season and run through to the start of your next break at the end of this season. Typically, this is after you've completed your last main event, but not always. Often, this is another area that athletes tend to get wrong. Your short-term goals will, ideally, be linked to your longer-term ones. For example, if you are wanting to complete in an ultra-endurance event, maybe race across America, RAM, in the next five years, you might start with the next goal of riding Land Centre John O'Groats, La Jog, this year. Of course, there should be plenty of other events along the way. I would not recommend you only completing one event, and that being your main one. If you have the goal of completing a gruelling Grand Fondo, I'd suggest you find several other, perhaps slightly easier events that will be a great test of your performance and help you identify areas you still need to work on. You can prioritise your events to make it more obvious as you work towards them. Process Goals Process goals will be even smaller goals that lead you to your bigger ambitions. These might not be events themselves, they might be markers that prove you are capable of achieving the demands of the event that you are mainly targeting. For example, let's look at the demands of a century ride. The flexibility and comfort to hold the position on the bike for that long. Fueling and hydrating, including your actual nutrition strategy and being able to eat and drink on the bike. Being comfortable riding in a group, if it's a mass participation event, including changing positions within a group, communicating with others in the group, riding efficiently within the group, and not doing all the work on the front or hanging off the back. Other skills and techniques, including climbing, descending, cornering, mounting, and dismounting the bike. You may have noticed in that list that I haven't even mentioned being physically fit enough to ride 100 miles. Once you've detailed the demands of your particular event or goal, you can really start to look at what you need to be able to achieve them, and then put some realistic timeframes down for completing these process goals. Here's my top five ways to stay goal focused. Regardless of how well you set your goals, you will have times when you wonder why you're bothering. In these moments, it'll be important to remind yourself of the reasons you started in the first place. Checking back in with your goals. As simple as it sounds, this might be the most effective way to get back on track when you wobble. I recommend to my clients that they hang pictures of their goals in areas where they need reminding of why they're doing this. For example, athletes targeting the Maratona delle Dolomites might have pictures of the iconic Zhao climb near their trainer. Clients need to work on their weight have often hung pictures of me pointing at them in places where they usually slip, perhaps on the fridge or in the snack drawer. Whatever you do, it should spark that passion and get you motivated. Nurture your motivation. Continually working on your motivation is often better than letting it slip away. Aside from pictures, you might consider doing something grander, like creating a dream or vision board. Make or print pictures of all your goals and put them on this board. The board will serve as a powerful reminder of why you're training. Are you someone who reacts to music? Do you often feel immotivated by certain tunes or genres? Most of us do, 
So creating a playlist to listen to in the last 30 minutes before starting training can be a powerful motivator. You can also tie this in with your warm-up, creating that bubble that focuses your energy and gets you in the zone. Reconnect with what makes you smile. One common symptom of low motivation is when people start to hide away. Often forcing that reconnection is a positive step towards re-engaging that motivation. Go for a ride with an old friend, go out for that club ride, take part in the midweek chain gang. A high portion of my clients have some form of social element attached to their training. It's incredibly powerful for motivation. Try something new. Keeping training fresh is really important. I have a training library with well over a thousand different sessions for my clients to use. Even then, I often talk with my clients about doing something new. Winter, presuming that your main goal is in the summer, is an excellent time to cross-train and try something new. It doesn't have to complement training, but sports such as crossfit, lifting weights, running, rowing and other activities like that are a great addition to a training plan and will boost motivation greatly. Work with a coach. Of course I'm biased, but it's why most coaches are coached as well. Not only will a coach be able to help you reach your goals from a performance, nutrition, tactical, technical and mental perspective, they will also ensure you keep on track. Once you have someone watching you, you will go harder and last longer. Once you start paying for coaching, you will want to get your money's worth by doing your best. Coaching is simply the best way to achieve your goals, the best way to stay motivated and the best way to achieve those cycling dreams. So thank you for listening. My name is Coach Pav and you've been listening to Pavcast. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, please remember to subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you and have a great day.